everybody, and welcome to the Put Cancer Behind You podcast, a series dedicated to helping cancer patients and survivors lead healthy, happy, cancer-free lives. I'm your host, Maria Barnes. My guest for this episode is Allison Black, a music teacher who lives on the beautiful island of Bermuda and who graciously has agreed to share her journey with cancer with us. So, Allison, thanks for coming on the podcast. Delighted to be here, Maria. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Well, before we get into your current work and your cancer journey, go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background and your interests while you were growing up. Where are you from? What kind of childhood did you have? I was born in Kingston, Ontario in Canada. I come from a family of nature lovers and music lovers and very curious people. Both of my parents were uh, teachers and one of my brothers is a teacher Um, and everybody played music. So music has been the primary, probably the primary thread through my life. That's excellent. So what instruments do you play? My main instrument is the violin. I play a little bit of viola and uh, the occasional tambourine. And I think I can remember one note on the flute from high school. (laughs) Excellent. All right. So after high school, I know if you've grown up in Northern America, North America, you probably went to high school. So after high school, where'd you go? What'd you do? What was your life like? Well, I stayed in Kingston and I started University of Queens in music and then took a year off and contemplated life and thought, is this really what I want to do? And then decided it was. So I went to uh, McGill University in, in Montreal and when I was finished with that experience, I, I was a little bit kind of at odds and ends. And so also a little bit in debt. I applied for a job in the Canadian Forces String Ensemble, which you believe <laughs> kind of an unexpected place for music. But I, I got the job, then went on to do 12 weeks of basic training. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty cool experience, actually. And I met some really interesting, good people. A different slice of life, which is always good. And then after three years of doing that, I was laid off because they cut the branch in half, which was a great thing because it was time to go. So then I moved on to playing in a symphony in Newfoundland, okay, the far east of Canada, out on the rock, as they say. And I was a concertmaster out there, and I played in a string quartet, and I taught students, and I did that for about 19 years. Wow, that's great. What yeah. a wonderful place to be. It's, it's a very cool. New, Newfoundland is incredibly, wonderfully eccentric, I would say. Really down-to-earth, dyed-in-the-wool people and, and wonderful culture. Excellent. So yeah. I know you were married. Tell me a little bit about that because you are not married any longer, but you, you had a very in, uh, interesting time with work and marriage at the same time, right? Well, yes. My then husband, Alistair, he's a musician also. Actually, he's wonderful. Jack of many trades. He came over from Scotland uh, to Newfoundland and uh, he worked in the symphony. He played in the symphony and then he joined the administration of the symphony. It was it was a little bit challenging, a little bit challenging to to kind of match our roles. But I would say it was in terms of relationship. It was passionate and loving and also full of learning experiences, I would put it that way. We knocked some edges off each other, had some good times, difficult parting ways, you know, I think it often is, but we're, we're still good friends, so 
That's great. So how yeah. did you go from Newfoundland to Bermuda? Quite a change. Well, I looked at the weather gauge, Maria, and I thought, what on earth am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, it was a bit of a, a bit of a bust up with, with the symphony, with myself and, and with Alistair. It became clear that it, it wasn't really a place that I wanted to be. So it was time to do something different. I have a very good friend who presently lives in Calgary, Liz, and I was trying to think what to do next, thinking of auditions, and I was out there doing an audition. And she mentioned that she had taught for a group here uh, in Bermuda, and I'd asked her about it and thought it sounded quite wonderful. Alistair at the time was looking at work that, that could have been done from anywhere. Anyway, she was having coffee with a friend of hers in Bermuda, and she saw an ad in the paper. So she wrote to me and she said, there's a job available. So I thought, why not? Applied for it, and the rest is history. That's how I wow. came to be here. <laughs> That's wonderful. So you've been in Bermuda yeah. now about 10 years, and quite a yes. change from being up north. Have you been a teacher the entire time? I have indeed. It's, it's interesting, actually. It's, it's all still music, but the balance has really changed. When I was in Newfoundland, I did a lot of performing and a little bit of teaching. And in Bermuda, I do lots and lots of teaching and a little bit of performing. It's nice to see your, your craft from different perspectives. Yes, Always. it is, actually. Yeah. So yeah. I also know that you're a student of A Course in Miracles. So music yeah. aside, here you are. So what synchronicities occurred? What dreams and desires brought that into your life? I mean, how did A Course in Miracles land in your lap? Well, as my marriage ended, I entered a relationship here, which was, was clearly not meant to be, transitional relationship. And, and when that was not working, when that started to close, I think I just felt like I really didn't know which direction to go. I remember being up, up on a hill doing some yoga, actually, and thinking, you know, I could talk to somebody about this, but I've talked to people about things, but I just, it doesn't feel like the right, right avenue. So I looked up energy healers because I'd tried that before. And I found one here, wonderful woman called Chanel Vaughn, and she's become a very good friend. And she knew the Course in Miracles. And another friend, Ian, was interested in the Course. And a few, I think Chanel had had a group here before. And we discussed it, she and Ian and I, and thought, gosh, wouldn't it be nice to start a new group again? So uh, that's how it came to be. That's and great. it's been a huge blessing. Absolutely. Huge blessing. Yeah. And when it comes to cancer, a real, truly a, a huge blessing. I, I think it saved my life. I'm yes. pretty sure it's having a wonderful impact on you as well. Oh, it, it just it limitless, really. Yeah. So let's talk about your cancer journey. When were you first diagnosed with cancer? What has your journey been up till now? Uh, well, I started feeling kind of some strange sensations in 2019 in the springtime. And I was diagnosed, of all things, with, with a form of skin cancer <laughs> where the sun doesn't shine, Maria, in the, 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 the anal area. Wow. <laughs> right the back door. I was always already trying to push it out, see? Oh. So that came up. 
uh, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic, so it was difficult to get scans, hospital scans and so on. But um, in Bermuda, thankfully, it, it was more accessible. So I started radiation and chemotherapy late October into November. By Christmas time, the marker level had dropped way down to two. I also had to have a colostomy at the time to, to deal with that. And then in July of 2020, I was deemed completely free of cancer. So they reversed the colostomy. Everything was tickety-boo. Yeah. And then in December of 2020, things started level went up a little bit. Things were a bit odd. And then in the new year of 2022, it showed that it had come back a little bit. And kind of something, a little bit of nonsense going on in, in some lymph nodes. So here I am again. I'm uh, on to the chemo. Yeah. So I've done a couple of treatments and I have a couple to go. Then they'll do a PET scan again and decide whether they want to do a little more chemo. And then I'll have some surgery. And wow. then I will be completely healed. Yes. And so you are actually in the thick of being treated. I mean, it's, it's a long journey, no matter how you cut it. Yeah. Well, it's... <laughs> I have to say, I mean, the chemo I had before was was lighter, quote unquote, to support the radiation. This chemo is a little bit more intense. And I, I have to say the, the effects are um, a bit jaw dropping. But you know what? You just stay the course. And I have wonderful, fantastic, loving friends here and family in Canada. It's okay. I'm doing well. That's good. That's good. I mean, yeah, it's always a, a trial it can be made easier for sure. I mean, they have a lot of drugs out there and I'm, I'm very grateful for everything that science has to offer. And I'm sure you are as well. It, it, you know, yes, very much. Yeah. So yeah. something, something I really like is that, that one of the medic, one of the chemo drugs, Paxa, Paxitaxel, pterodactyl, that's what I call it. <laughs> it actually comes from a tree. It comes right. from the Pacific yew tree, which I think is kind of cool. So I have a picture of that tree on my fridge. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> like go tree. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's nothing wrong with, I mean, I, I am grateful for every single thing that has helped me through my journey, including all the chemo and the radiation. I'm one of those people that had to have it. I never considered yes. not doing it. I'm glad I did. Certainly the first time around, the second time around there, there comes a point where they tell you they can't help you anymore. You know, that, that is on the second time around for me. And right. so I had to take things into my own hands and here I am mm -hmm. today, which is fine, which mm -hmm. is why mm -hmm. we met exactly why yes. we met. Yes. And so when you heard that the cancer had come back, what went through your mind? Oh boy. Well, all the things you would expect of, EGAD, you know, fear and all of that, that stuff, but, but primarily came through is that I wasn't done. I wasn't done learning what I needed to learn from the experience and that this was a redirection again to say, you know, there's, you're not quite there yet. Right. That's what I felt like. Um, yeah. And, and I've, I've, you know, come into it more determined than ever to take that redirection. Right. Exactly. So I, I know that you're doing everything you can to help yourself through this and to move as quickly and as smoothly as possible into a brighter future. Now yeah. that includes working with me in mm -hmm. terms of the mind, but I know that you're also doing alternate other alternative mm -hmm. modalities. Would you like to talk about that a little bit? 
Well, first of all, I have to say, Maria, that working with you is a highlight of my week. Oh, thank you. It's just, it's hugely helpful. It's beyond helpful. So thank you. Sure. I've also started doing acupuncture. I mean, I really just started last week. And the effect is, is quite dramatic. I've had two sessions. I've found that my energy has cleared and increased beautifully after the first one. And I can feel, I don't know, I can feel my energy focusing, if that makes any sense. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to do a long course of, of it, but I, I highly recommend it. It's interesting also, the acupuncturist has said that there's, there's quite a connection between some cancers and, and dental considerations, yeah. which I absolutely had no idea about. So I'm going to try and get some scans done from the dentist and pursue that as well. But no, I think the acupuncture is wonderful. I, I really encourage anybody to to give it a try. Because didn't you have a tooth removed and he he, he tied the cancer? I mean, it's con- there's well, acupuncture, the body is holistic, right? I mean, everything is it's yes. looked at from a holistic standpoint. And all the lines are, you know, there's so much, so many connections in the body. What did he tell you about the teeth and where your cancer showed up? I just found that fascinating. Well, this is weird. <laughs> I did have a tooth removed. I mean, the first thing he did when I came to see him was he, he came back with a map of the teeth. <laughs> I thought, okay. And I told him which one had been removed, and he said it connected directly to to the to the large intestine going all the way down to the end. <laughs> so it's exactly the tooth. It's exactly the one that connects with where where the cancer is has manifested. Now I I don't know enough. I'm just on this learning curve myself. But but that was flabbergasting. It is absolutely flabbergasting. Yeah. Right. I mean. I, di- I have seen an acupuncturist myself and it, it's amazing what they tie, you know, anything that shows up somewhere in the body is tied to another part of your body. Who knew? Yeah, we just yeah. never get into that in Western medicine. Yeah. It's well, fascinating. Well, it is. And it's something else. I mean, it's, you know, it's a very ancient science, but it's also quite modern. You know, they, they use the ancient science, but they also lo- use a lot of modern applications as well to, Make it work better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so glad you're doing that because I fully yeah. believe that it's no holds barred, right? You need to do what you need to do in yes. order to get well. And absolutely. I'm a firm believer in hitting it from all sides. And so that's wonderful. But so let's talk about what we're doing because, and let's start by just saying we're working on taking away helping you remove the beliefs that no longer serve you that are in Mm -hmm. your unconscious mind and replacing them with positive beliefs. But front and center in all of it is the emotion of fear, right? And all Mm -hmm. the beliefs that surround our fear with everything. Would you like to, what do you feel about that? How are you approaching that in terms of where you want to go with that? I see it almost as um, sort of the fear, the external reality, it's almost a shell. If I see an image, it's like I'm in the center and I'm seeing this ring around, it's like a a crusted ring around me, which is very far from my center. I I would say the first thing that's become very clear to me that I love is that none of this, none of this affects who I truly am. 
my inner being, my true self, uh, remains completely untouched. I would go back to the chorus, to the very opening, which says, nothing real can be threatened, nothing unreal exists. Therein lies um, the peace of God. And therein, therein lies, lies the peace of God. The peace of Allison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And I'm really, truly experiencing that. And it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to realize that, that who I truly am is completely unaffected by everything. And that the thought patterns that come in, generated from the ego, those, all those really do is, is provide interference and make it difficult for me to, to be who I truly am and to, to connect to source. And fear is the greatest of those thought patterns. Fear right. is, is the source of those thought patterns. So the opportunity of cancer is that it gives you a chance to really look at those thought patterns because they come straight into your, into your view, uh, a little bit like a traffic jam. You know, they're all jostling with each other for attention and, you know, competing with each other. And blah, it's, a, it's a big old mashup. But it's a great opportunity to really look at them one by one and say, no, you're not real. I'm going to let you go. And the exercises that I do with you are hugely instrumental in helping me do that. And revelations that come from that are quite remarkable. Allison, as you know, when we work together, one of the things that we focus on is being positive. And when we work to get rid of fear, what we don't do is extend it. So we do that by radically accepting everything. And from that zero point, that's called the zero point in physics, radical acceptance, where everything is still, it's pure stillness. You are able to let go of any frequency that is negative from the past. And that gives you a clean slate to start forward fresh with a new idea for your future. So that's how you create a healthy future. You go into full acceptance. You radically accept it. No judgment, let go of all the judgments, go into stillness. And then what you do is you start envisioning and creating with passion in, by opening your heart and focusing on that, everything that you would like to have in your future. That is using each present moment in a very powerful way. Now, that is, has a lot to do with frequency, and we talk a lot about frequency. So you've mentioned to me what takes your frequency down. Why don't you share that? Because I, there's a lot of fear that uh, people have going through treatments. Could you tell me how you're navigating your treatments well, something that I noticed early on with, uh, with the treatments, actually, I would say more this time around than the first time around, is that whenever I, whenever I go to the medical establishment, generally, that's when my frequency drops. That's not to say that they aren't incredibly loving people. Uh, I've, I've had just beautiful support from the medical, the medical folk, my medical team. But there is a certain narrative around cancer. You know, that's, that's nobody's fault. It's just the way it is. If you, if you buy into it, if you, if you accept that script, it's, it's going to pull you down. It's going to pull you down. So what I do now is I look at it. I can see the script a little bit more from a distance. And that's that understanding of, of the two different paths, the ones that's fear-based and should-based, and the one that's love and creativity-based. And I can see it, and I can view it 
as being outside myself so that I don't buy into it. And the same goes for, for people's, I think you, you can really see people's script around cancer as well. And again, it's definitely not a judgment. I totally understand. You know, if I show up with a bald head, there's either a slight intake of breath or, or very kind of, I mean, compassionate, but oh, you poor thing kind of a vibe. So, so I look at that and say, okay, no, I understand where that's coming from, but I'm not going to take that on. Cancer is not my identity. This process is not my identity. And take myself back to the place where my vibration is high and I feel really good. And that's nature, that's creativity, that's spending loving time with people I love. That's what it's about. So again, I choose which script to look at. And the script, the only one I'm interested in is the truth. Absolutely. You know, we are the captains of our ship. We do. We are powerful creators. We do create our lives each and every moment. And as you're you know, acknowledging when you take that on consciously, that puts you in the driver's seat like nobody's business. And that's how you're able to overcome something that other people just don't seem to be able to do, but they just Mm -hmm. don't know how to do it. When you study A Course in Miracles, it does Mm -hmm. teach you to make full use of every present moment. That's what it's all about. And with love right? You forgive everything away and you focus on the love each and every present moment. And that is what creates your future because what you focus on is what you get more of. So there you go. I applaud you for going into your treatments with that attitude and it is life-saving. Actually, Marie, do you know when I go to chemo, I I take my, uh, I take my, (laughs) I take my music with me. That's something else I do first thing in the morning. But my, my theme song is Diana Ross. I'm coming out. Uh, I, I dance it. it around and I take it to chemo and I put the tunes on, man. Yep. That's, That's a good thing to do too, by the way. <laughs> that is a great thing to do. Anything you can do that makes you happy, lifts your frequency. That is a wonderful thing to do. I, I start my day every day happy as well. Gratitude before I even hit the floor, getting out of bed. I am grateful. I am so excited about life. And I know you are too. You are one of the most positive people I've ever met and certainly one of the most creative as well. So thank you, Maria. Life is good. Life is good. And this is just a journey. And we'll look back on it and say, hey, we did really well going through that. We did it. We kicked it. Yes, we sure did well. We didn't kick it by fighting it. We kicked it because we loved it away. That's a huge lesson that you taught me. That's a recent lesson. I've, I've, I've certainly spent a lot of time digging in my heels and resisting and fighting. That's changed my perspective. Yep. So thank you for that. Yeah, it's a sacred contract that we have with it. And so you just give it love and say, thank you for showing up for me. I appreciate what you're teaching me. And now I'm going to love you away. Yes. Woohoo. So it's an amazing journey. You've had some really amazing times. Well, it, it, it truly is. And I mean, I'm enough of a student of the Course in Miracles that I really do fundamentally know that I'm not a body. I'm free for, for I'm still as God created me. That's not going to change. That's not going to change. That's eternal. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Exactly. It, it is very spiritual, the work that we do, but it's taking the ego down is what it does. Yes. Instead of having the ego in the front seat driving the car, which it should not be there. And we've put it there. Uh, we're very programmed in our society to do that. We're taking it down and putting it in the back seat where it does belong because the ego has a, has a really great purpose here, right? It, it takes care of our body. It makes everything go right so that we can do everything else and enjoy our lives. But so often um, it, it oversteps its bounds, so to speak. And, sure uh, does. Yeah. So we're working <laughs> with that. But let's talk about your creativity because you are obviously as a professional very in a very creative career. Music is your life and you're very good at what you do, but you're also very good at many other things. So what has cancer, what are some of the gifts that cancer has given to you in terms of being able to develop uh, your creativity? Well, I've, I've always wanted to write. In fact, I have written on and off in my life, but I haven't really honored that, um, that creative creativity. So I've been writing more. Largely, it's your prompting. Actually, Maria, this is your fault, too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time around, part of, part of your assignment was, was to start writing short stories and envisioning what you wanted to do. And I did. And I found when I did that, that my imagination just really opened up. And it was very, very exciting. And then, of course, after it was all done, I, I stopped writing again. How about that? So I started writing again, and I just love it. I love it. And I write whatever comes into my head. It's, you know, I, I don't have a plan to, to write a novel or anything. Some days I write a poem. Some days I write a little fable uh, or a silly story. It's just whatever spirit moves me to write. When I'm in that space, I just feel really, really good. I feel high as a kite and physically much better. And I feel like I'm connected to myself and to spirit when I do that. Yes, your higher self. Exactly. Right, right. Well, I, you have shared some of your beautiful poetry with me and some of your stories. And I, I'm wondering if you would like to share some of that with our listeners, because I really love your work. Oh, well, bless you, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody trying to produce something really appreciates an audience. <laughs> um, sure, I'll, I'll read one called Driveway Bird. Um, and this is a poem. I, I was sitting outside in, in beautiful Bermuda and uh, saw a little cardinal lighting on the driveway. So this is what I wrote. Driveway Bird, a cardinal, not the bright red male, but its less loquacious mate, alights on the driveway, pecking at seeds and flowers left by pink oleanders. As a car passes by, she flutters up, ever careful. I would wish that she didn't feel so timid, so concerned with our human presence around her, that she could take her proper and easy place in mother's nature. But then it occurs to me, she knows who she is. Though she must be mindful of us, our interruptions do not define her. Like the rest of nature, she gently hops in and about our sometimes oafish human presence, knowing that to be one with nature demands the lightest touch, not grasping or branding declarations. Though we have become separated from Gaia, she knows that we are still a part of the mother, and so this little bird steps with love and forgiveness around our overreach. I bow to her wisdom and try to follow her example moving through life with lightness and love, not sticking or grasping, 
trusting. Life will show me the way. That is just beautiful. Thanks. I love it. And it lit up my life when you sent it to me because I, I am right there with you. Uh, Nature is so important in our lives. And, you know, you just wish that the birds would come and stay a while and not be so afraid of us. Yeah, that's, it's just a beautiful poem. And I know that. So where were you when you wrote that? I mean, what was happening to your heart? I was sitting outside and just enjoying the beauty of nature. And that's such a huge blessing of being in Bermuda. It's, it's verdant and green and lush and alive with birds. I just saw her light on the driveway. And I had that moment of, golly, I wish you could be more comfortable. And then that kernel of an idea just popped into my head. And I started with it. And it, it grew from there. It's, it's a funny thing I notice when, when I do start writing. I can start and think, I really don't know what I'm going to write. But then I just let it be. I just get out of the way, really. It's, it's, it's like improvising with, with music. You get out of the way and then you're, you're opening up a channel. And spirit comes in and says, here you go. And it's so, it's so exciting. And it's so nourishing. And it's fun. It is fun. And it should be fun. Life should be fun, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I am so ready for it. And what I really love about that and what I want people to understand is that to heal, you have to raise your frequency. And one of the best ways to do that is to be creative and to open your heart into your creativity. So it's not what any doctor's ever going to tell you to do, but that is healing, absolutely healing. When you go and you write and you're fully immersed in it, or you're painting, or you're dancing, whatever it is, that is healing. It just yes. is, right? It, and it, so we've come to understand that. It's a very important part of your healing and, and your healing work with me. Very much so. Well, Maria, I had, I had a thought this morning. I was, I, was thinking, I was thinking about the whole idea of retirement, which is, you know, not, not something not something I really think about, but what I, what I thought was I'm going to retire from the world of shoulds and the world of external, you know, that crusty layer of shoulds and fear and everything else. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let that go. And the the more I can really envision a life of creativity and really connecting with spirit, I'm, I'm going to take up that, that life. That's wonderful. I, I love hearing that because doing what you love is actually what we're all here to do. It shouldn't be the other, any other way. And when cancer shows up for you, basically what it's telling you to pay attention, there is something that needs to be attended to something that needs to change. And so I'm so happy to hear that, but what, what are the changes? What has cancer really brought home for you? Oh, well, (laughs) that's such a big question. What it's hugely taught me and, and working with you and the, the creativity is I'm beginning to really see the difference, the difference between those, those two directions in life. So the one that is fear-based and, and should-based and the alternative, you know, the, the alternative, which is creativity-based and love-based. When I first started doing the course, it was, it was like somebody had opened the window I mean, it's helping me with this cancer journey, but it's just helping me full stop with my life journey. And 
being able to see the difference in those two paths means that I can opt for the path of, of beauty and love and creativity, which is what I want to do. And it's just, it's, it's just a huge blessing. Would that I got the message, <laughs> I didn't have to be doing this journey, but that's okay. That's okay. I've, I've got the message now. And it's, it's not a fear-based reaction. I'm trying not to look at it. I mean, the, the goal is to be living this life that I want to live. But I'm not saying, oh, if I don't do this, it's not going to go away and everything. It's more that, oh, okay, time to just let it all go. No holds barred. Right. So, yeah. I mean, really to put out of your life anything that doesn't serve you, right? And yes. to focus on what is meaningful to you and fulfilling you have to feed your soul. And I think that's the bottom line because cancer, the, what it says to you is, what are you doing? As you said, what choices are you making? Do you want to mm -hmm. end this life on an unhappy note where you feel that you haven't fulfilled what you came to do? Or do you want to go out blazing, <laughs> basically, yeah. you know, at age 150 or whatever, <laughs> saying, damn, that was a good run. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I like plan B, <laughs> as you've mentioned it. I remember once um, listening to I, Oprah did, did a graduation thing, and she talked about a man's experience who he had been in a plane crash, and he, he survived, but he, he, saw, he said that he saw energy leaving people as, as, they were, you know, as they were dying in the plane crash, and that some, some energies were huge and bright, and, and some were less, less so. Um, and I was very moved by that. You know, go for it. It's a grand opportunity. It's, it's a beautiful opportunity. Ah, I, this, this is what this journey is bringing to me. Just, just seeing the potential beauty, seeing the existing beauty that's, that's here and available all the time. Right. So you are well on your way to getting well, let's say, and we fully expect you to have a wonderful recovery. What are you planning for the rest of your life? I mean, where do you see yourself going now that you've had this experience twice? Yes. <laughs> Part of me says not to have it again, but that's a negative. So ditch that one. Ditch that one. No, that's uh, valid. I'm not going to have yeah. it again either. <laughs> okay, good. Well, in, in a funny way, I want to do what I do when I'm writing. I want to be less planning ahead. The, the plan I've been on was, you know, I, I bought a townhouse, a good investment to retire to, and, uh, you know, I'll move in there and be teaching kids until I'm 93 and bippity-boppity-boo. But um, that never really jazzed me up that much, I'll be honest. What has come to me that I would really love to do, and I, I'm going to do it, is I want to get, to, I want to get a converted van, Maria, and I want to go all over the Americas. I want to grab that thing, get in there. I've got the hat. I've got the hat already. <laughs> it was easier to get than the van, but I'm working on it. Sell the townhouse and just roam and see what happens. You know, to I, I know I have skills I can take with me on the way. Let it unfold. I really want to do that. I've always, always wanted to do a walkabout of some mm -hmm. sort. And the, the van is the thing. So that's my plan. And uh, if anybody knows how to get one, <laughs> that's, that's going to be a whole new learning curve. But I can't wait. That sounds fantastic. 
I mean, who yeah. doesn't want to hit the road and have some wonderful journeys and take your violin and play along the way? Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Do some serious jamming. Absolutely. I love that idea. Well, I want to thank you for sharing your wonderful journey with us today. And I wish you all the best. I know that you'll probably come back on the series if you're willing and give us an update uh, when you're through with all of your treatments. And uh, tell us uh, the plan. Uh, plan B is is in full effect, that you are going <laughs> forward and living life exactly the way you want to live it. Well, Maria, I, I well, I'd love to come back. Um, and uh, oh, goodness gracious me, this has been a real pleasure. Quite a few heebie-jeebies at the beginning, but you know. <laughs> and your presence in my life is is a huge blessing and a huge gift. And I look forward to continuing collaborating with you one way or another, and getting to know this community. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And so if anyone wants to reach out and learn more about your journey or just connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? By email would be good. And I've just created a new email. It's uh, Mac Black Allison. So it's uh, M-A-C-B-L-A-C-K-A-L-I-S-O-N at gmail.com. Perfect. All right. Well, I hope the connect with a lot of people. And I look forward to seeing you uh, for our classes, our courses together. And have a wonderful, happy, joyous, and creative day. Thank you, Maria. You as well. And lots of love to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Put Cancer Behind You with Maria Barnes. So you won't miss a single episode. We hope you'll follow our program on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite pod platforms. And be sure to visit us at mariabarnes.net, on Facebook at Put Cancer Behind You, on Twitter at PCBY01, or on Instagram at mariabarnespcby. Also, you can help us grow our audience by leaving a thoughtful review. Remember, if you or someone you know is in need of cancer coaching, Maria is here to help. We'll see you next time.